Welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And this week, we are joined by two of our favorite guests. Introduce yourself, guests. That's awkward. Uh, Tim, Hello, you go everyone. first. My name is Mike Michael Antonelli. You might know me from the Doom Thugs network of podcasts, which mm, includes yes. a podcast called Mike Called Timmy with me, Timmy, Tim Parker. Hello. Yes, we so are we, so thrilled. You and, and Tom Majors fans know you from some of our fabulous episodes like Cocktail, mm-hmm. Old Durham, Old Durham, Old Durham uh, Smokey and the Bandits. Oh, yes. yeah. Uh, interview with the vampire Heat. interview damn i was not on interview but i loved that episode you you were on the witch though which is i think was the next week with that's right um yeah so is this like the 90s where like mike calls timmy but then timmy calls us and then you get us to say something bad about mike but He's just listening in on, on the three-way. <laughs> That'd be great. Any type of controversy we could get going, get more eyes yeah. on the product. Yeah. You know yeah. what I yeah. mean? So doesn't, that, doesn't that scene happen in Mean Girls? And that was it like... Might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly... And that was like early 2000s. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was. <laughs> early was 2000s. This is, a, this is perfect early 2000s. And then the Doom Thugs Network becomes like the WWE, and we're like... Oh, yeah. Listen here, yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a Doing bitch. promo videos. Oh. Crush is trying to get a write-up in some gossip rag. You know? yeah. Yeah. These ideas are getting better and better by the minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're excited to have Mike and Tim here this week to talk about Jonah Hill and Michael Cera in a film that we were inspired to do because of Mike. Hey. Super bad. Yeah. It's funny, you guys were on Doom Thugs. You were just mentioning Michael Sarah because well, Adam had no idea who he was, right? Yeah. In the game, <laughs> yeah, really? yeah. He had no clue. Yeah, yeah. that game you know, uh, was a roar. If he saw his face, but he didn't know the name. I could almost detect a little bit of like sadness from you, Mike, that there there wasn't like a chain of like movies. Like it was always like one person, someone named the movie, and then the game was over. Like it yes. was never there was never like a run. It was tough. We had like one good volley. Yeah. And that was it. I was like, Adam and I played tennis today, and it's like mostly just that. Just like two, one, two, done. Serve, return, point. Tennis is <laughs> tough. Man. Long volleys. Tennis is tough. It's a, that's a, is big, it's a big court. Yeah, the, the quote that stuck with me on that episode, though, was like, once Brittany and Adam were eliminated, they said to each other, like, this is what we wanted all along. Just, yeah. You and Warren to play the damn game. <laughs> Didn't even want to be involved in it. But uh, what is everybody drinking this episode? What does everybody have? I'm just a plain Jane Miller Lite. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Jim? This- Jim, I got water. Sorry. Just water tonight. Oh, not a not a seltzer. Even. No seltzer. I'm out. I got this. Was water in my coffee cup? Thrift store find one of my favorite cups. Super that's cool empty. cup. So I'm switching over to Mick Ultra. Whoa. I'm a health guy. I'm a sports guy. I played tennis today. I'm sports. Yeah. Do you ever just uh, crack open a Mick Ultra when you're playing tennis, just on the court? That is a good idea. I don't want to get hassled by the Linwood police, though. Was it their first commercials <laughs> that it was like business people like in their suits and stuff going like right from the office and then like throwing on workout gear and then like running through the city? And then yeah, like sounds right. And then they like I, yeah. popped like Mick Ultras right Mick at the Ultras. end. That Mick <laughs> Ultra was that 
I thought that was like Miller 64. It could have been. Like, oh, it might have been. Like pure crystallized McUltra. Like, <laughs> it was ba- they basically should have poured it, at, like showed him drinking it out of water bottles on the yeah. on the bench during a basketball game. That's there, how I, yeah. that made you Did you ever have, has anybody ever had that before, that 64? Uh, I did. The Ooh. bar I used to work at carried it. And when I worked at that bar, I was also on uh, Weight Watchers. And most super light beers were either two or three points, and Miller sixty four was a point lower. So oh I my was, god, I was on that train heavy. You were a big fan of that, yeah. It sells, for sure. I think for people just bringing it home, but in the bar setting, it didn't sell. We got MGD sixty four, we got Corona Premier, mm-hmm. um, whatever Premier's other good. of those fucking yeah. low, super low calorie beers. And they people never just don't sold. want that, right? They really? don't, when they go out, people are you know they're interested in a little something more. Yep. Mm. You know, if they're using their fake ID, maybe that's what you got to get what you got to get, though, sometimes, right? They recently Um, added more hops. Yeah, more. (laughs) Uh, Jim, it's time for the rundown. Tell us what Superbad is all about. Yeah, so I'm not going to do a full rundown, but the the tagline that I saw was two codependent high school seniors are forced to deal with separation anxiety after their plan to stage a booze soaked party goes awry. Yeah, which it's like kind of fun. Yeah, close enough, right? Close I enough. mean, it's close, yeah. close and enough. Before we jump into grades, like Mike, what what did inspire you to want to watch this movie again? I watch it all the time. I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure yeah. if there was like something that happened recently that you were like, "Yeah, we got to do this movie." No. I don't even know how I inspired this episode, if I'm being perfectly honest, <laughs> but I'm glad I did. <laughs> it just came up on one of the episodes. Yeah, we, we were talking about it. Yeah. And you had said, and I hadn't seen it in ages, and I'm like, I need to revisit this film. Cool. I need to revisit. Uh, now, on a scale of A-plus through Flash Gordon, <laughs> how would you grade Superbad? Let's start with Tim. Tim, how would you grade Superbad? So... The Paul Shear, you know, constantly in my ear on a couple podcasts, <laughs> he, he always talks about how difficult comedy is to make. And I agree. It very much is a difficult thing to make and be funny in the moment and also last. This movie, I do think so far has stood the t- test of time. So that like puts it in a range for me, but I want to give it an A minus because like the overall premise is a little cringy because it's like. These kids are trying to get girls drunk so they can fuck them. Mm. <laughs> like, yes, fair. It's fair. So that's where I'm at. A minus. Mm. All right. Uh, Mike, daily uh, viewer of the film. This is an A for me. Uh, great point, Timmy. Especially comedy is hard to make and it usually ages like milk. <laughs> and when a movie is funny, what is it? We're almost 20 years later, give or take. Uh, that means it's really funny. And I was laughing hard as shit watching this for the, I don't know, 10th time the other night. Like I was watching it the first time. And uh, yeah, I do see what you're saying there, Tim. But these boys don't, it didn't seem, because the plot was like, we'll all get wasted together and then they'll fuck us because we're all drunk. It wasn't like predatory, like let's get them so fucked up. <laughs> 
Yeah, and what's then that? us not be that fucked up and mm. fuck them? Yeah, let's not give them a roofie or something. We're not, we're right, not talking right. about uh, the crazy Flash Gordon uh, drink that and, uh, and Mike Sarah is such a sweet boy in this. He's such a little sweetie. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. And I also get fabulous. the premise that like they realize that they're not attractive men, <laughs> especially yeah. the the women they're trying to woo. Mm. They think they have no shot. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, well, let's all get fucked up and maybe we'll actually make out. Who knows? Right. Yeah. That's our only chance. Right. Very fair. Uh, Jim, what score are you giving it? Uh, I'm going to give it a B or B. B plus. I, I do. I still think this is very funny. The, the part about things aging is interesting with this movie because I do. I do think that some of this movie is aged poorly and it's not the like to me the funniest parts of this movie don't revolve around the actual like gross and like awful shit that they're saying a lot of the time to mm -hmm. me the funniest parts are like just random interactions that they have um that that make me laugh like where the characters aren't trying to be funny they're just in a funny situation so the fu like the I don't know if this was in your head, but the interactions that Michael Sarah's character has with Jules in the hallway. Oh my God. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> or Becca. So Becca. Good. Yeah, Becca. 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 Sorry. So good. They are so I, yeah. real. Like yeah. absolute spot on the way I acted and the way <laughs> fucking people like that act See, like so yeah. so real like when he says bye and then they walk the same direction and, and he goes like, faster ah, and starts walking off <laughs> that's the best that's the funniest part of this whole movie so good to me that is the funniest stuff in this movie and the Agreed. and the like yeah and so like i get that they wanted to make it like a gross out like like porky style like you know throwback right like that's part mm -hmm. of the vibe of this is like immediately with like the 70s music and the yeah and like the the strange attire that they're wearing that doesn't really make any <laughs> sense for, nowhere. yeah for like the time. everybody's dressed from a thrift shop yeah it, yeah I, there and we will talk we can talk more about it i think katie didn't give me a grade i would guess she would be lower than me mm. and i'll just and i don't want to speak for her we did talk a lot about it. I think she, while she still thinks that it's funny and like there's a lot to this movie that's good, she did have concerns of like, it is sort of that thing where like not everybody gets the point of this movie. And mm -hmm. so like, again, it's sort of reinforcing the shit in this movie that's, that's bad, right? Mm -hmm. That like she said, like, are these the guys that grow up to be the men in uh what's it called the the other movie the uh, promising, promising woman yeah like uh, okay and it's like if you like yeah they're they're saying goofy shit but it's like the women in this movie barely exist as anything other than an object yeah but can i so I'm which makes give sense it a, yeah i'm gonna give it a b plus but here's the the thing I think it ages poorly because people don't say things like this in movies anymore. I do think people still talk this way. It's I, just dude, not absolutely not. There is no. It, 
at my to at, each other the privately? gross the grossest people i ever met weren't speaking like this not to this degree and they're but I'm not the grossest I, people this is on I, 10 all the time i, I agreed but <laughs> i'm solely talking about the idea of that the it's on steroids but the idea that there's people having conversations somewhat like this yeah, not I'll to the degree of that yeah, but uh, i just don't think they make movies like this anymore and i think it it was crazier than i am remembered it though especially the beginning part like 10 minutes into it i was like this movie is like way more intense yeah. with language and stuff that i remembered but i think it's doubly more because we don't do anything really like this or very few things like this anymore so it feels even more extreme kind of like the movie Slapshot. if you've watched Slapshot oh, recently yeah. like it's like it was always kind of provocative but now you're like oh my god where is yeah. where is this stuff coming from yeah, but the I'm, film is through the lens of high school boys and being a high school teacher. I can but that's tell the you problem. That, but so like you're missing my point is like that. That's high school kids. Like th to me, the point of this movie is none of that. Like that's not the most interesting part of this movie. And it's not why people love it. Right. I think we do. I think we think it's funny, but there's also like a core to this movie that is like two friends that are that are struggling with like they're gonna you know they're gonna be alone next year of course right yeah, and yeah, i, I think that. i think this movie is not as doesn't stand the test of time if that storyline isn't in there right oh, that, that's fair yes that's 100 and i think true. that's the thing that makes this movie special otherwise it's you know it's like any any it's like an, another american pie yeah, which it isn't. That's because right. yeah, it's 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 uh, it's different than that because that is what you care about is these two sweet boys and the relationship that's coming to an end. And I've definitely known people in middle school and high school that like Seth that are just like you're just like just please stop talking about sex all the time. Relax, you horny son of a bitch. Like some dudes are just right. out of control. Like all right, stop. So, but you don't say anything because, you know, if you're Michael Sarah and you're nice, but, uh, but for sure there's some, you know, movie flavor in there, but it is like Seth is the more annoying character and he's, and it's like, just stop for a second. But also, um, let's talk about this movie because there's, there's like, Let's hear some other funny parts because there's yeah. so much in Wait, here. one, one oh, question before we terrible. move on to that because you brought it up. Please, Seth being annoying. Go. Did you find him more annoying on this rewatch than your last? No, my last rewatch was not that long ago. Okay. I, I felt the same way. Like, he's just like... Because I found kid, him you know, extremely, extremely less likable in this watch than I did mm, prior. I, I completely agree. I, For sure. I was that's, shocked to me, that's the aging of it, though. He was... I thought he was really unlikable, but does he you don't need, think he's I, supposed to be? No, I know he is, but I, my point is, do they have to, is part of the reason it has to be up to a 12 or 13 I, at the beginning to get that payoff of them getting better by the end? Cause they are transitioning better towards the end. If well, you, that, I, I think, think that's like the payoff that, that, that you're supposed to get is that he, that, and they never fully like land the plane. I don't think. And that's part of the problem is like, you can connect the dots that like 
like his behavior is connected to like his worry about the future right mm. <laughs> and like all that and like you can see that in the way he treats Fogel and Faggle we can talk about that he, he you know what he calls him the whole movie yeah. like that part makes more sense to me than like the 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 constant sex the stuff. sex cr but sex anyway, I just I just thought that was interesting. Like I found him, I don't think I ever found him likable, but I found it like almost like okay, let's move, on, let's get to the next scene in certain parts. But, yeah, for sure, I agree. But also, one of his other concerns is because I mean, before uh, I've ever I ever had sex, I was like. I'm never gonna have sex. It's just that that's impossible for me to even imagine a world where I have sex. You or know three I mean? quarters of blowjob. Oh Anything. my god! Like, I was like, <laughs> one of the greatest lines. No one's ever gonna touch my penis. <laughs> it's I'm, it's great. Like I was like, you know, I was resigned to the fact like someday I'll pay a sex worker and that's how I'll have sex. That's it. <laughs> I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> Women are repulsed oh by god. me. And like these dudes, you find out. But just because you're a brick wall at that age, you're so fucking dense. Most people it's like, uh, yeah, Jules, like, yeah. And, um, what's Michael Sarah's character's name? Evan, Evan, Evan. He even, he even brings it up to set these, like Jules is flirting with you all the time and stuff. She obviously like likes you and, and, um, Becca obviously is landed on thick that she likes Evan. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But boys Absolutely. are idiots. Yes. And it's like, it's like, oh, I'll and scared, right? This, the anxiety in this Horrified. movie is off yes. the charts. Yeah. Yes. It makes your skin crawl. Yeah, the acting in this movie is, is really strong. I thought yeah. I, I was a little bit surprised with that because sometimes you go back and watch some of the high school movies and the acting isn't as good when you're older. Do you know what I mean? It's like, the, mm. cause it's usually like the trendy actors of that time period. And if you're younger, you're like, oh yeah, they're, they're great. They're great. But there's some like, pretty solid performances especially by the way from the actresses who aren't given a ton to do they're not on the screen a lot but i think like do, emma stone yeah. is is great and the and the actress who plays becca in particular i think is yeah. really really good in this. yeah <laughs> yeah now that you're you guys are talking about it like the the boys interaction is just ridiculous and i still find it very funny yeah mm -hmm. but but the more i think about my own experience in high school like I, d I didn't have any friends that talked like that. No, <laughs> no, I don't think. Many and and by the way, they're it. supposed to be the good guys in this. Right. In this. Right. But isn't, is it? But my question is, is that all like. Yeah, no, it's part it's of it. I get it. Right. It like, is. But yeah, that's yeah, the part it, that ages for me. And it doesn't. Oh, it does. It doesn't right. need to be in this movie. Where it's like strong. The interactions with not just Jules and Becca, just really any girls are the best parts. Yeah. You know, yes. even even when. Uh, uh, oh, Seth catches Jules and Jules is with her friend and they, they have the conversation about like, yeah, I'll get booze for your party. Yeah. And like, uh, and also like the friend Kyle's killer like, lemonade. Yeah, the, exactly. On lots. the T-Mobile sidekick. <laughs> yes. Oh, love it. Damn. But like the, the friend also is like cool with Seth, yeah. even though they are clearly dorks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Are, and, and there's no vibe of like those girls are trying to take advantage of him or anything. No, they're just straight up like, Hey, let's hang out. So, and all the girls so, are always like, why aren't you guys at any part? Like, yeah, they're they're like, everybody yes. kind of likes these yeah. guys. So, yeah. it, oh, it, so back to what you were saying, Jim, I think like the landing of the plane for me, I think was in the end, they finally realize, oh, 
we can just be our normal dorky selves Correct. and the girls will like us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. No, I agree. I agree. It, it, yeah. It's, it, yeah. So another funny part, Mike, that I love that happens sort of early in this movie mm-hmm. is again, nothing sexual is, is Seth trying to convince the home ec teacher that he doesn't have to take home ec? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Conversation. Oh my god! It makes me laugh every time. No uh, offense. No offense. But I was a joke. I'm, sorry. I'm never gonna have to make fear of a fucking mistake. Well, that's the other thing that differentiates this movie from like other high school teen uh, movies is that, like, yes, Evan and Fogel are clearly smart because they're going to Dartmouth together. Yeah, but like mm. Seth isn't. You know, yeah. but they're all still friends. So they're not yeah. like the typical stereotypical, like glasses wearing pocket protector yeah. wearing nerds. Yes, you know? yeah. absolutely. So you true. Know? They're, they're more real life nerds. Yes. Like, this is what no, these normal are my people, people right? Yeah. <laughs> they're, these are guys who are just no, like, yeah. you know, middle of the pack guys right here. Not confident, no self-confidence, nice, not abusive, except to like, you know, each, in, in the way group. they speak only yes. to each other though yeah, right it's like, like the it's interesting though because right even Seth doesn't people want to be around him so do we get the vibe like the only person he's talking the way he talks like that is literally to evan and yeah yes mclovin right 100 so, yes. so it's like this like whole it, it's almost to a degree i thought of that character at times a little bit like seth green and can't hardly wait you know it's like that <laughs> but he, but his character was more like ridiculous like out of the thing but then when you got to the issue the same it's like they were both really insecure about yeah. who they were yeah. and it's like this false like bravado that they were going to like it, it, but his character is just like we were saying the, he was playing it at a 14 when he was probably like an eight, yeah, yeah, you know and that's so i thought that was interesting jonah hill by the way i'm not usually a huge jonah hill guy no but i thought he no i i think he does some good stuff and then i think he does some stuff that's I don't know. I just not vibe on, but I this I think his acting in this is good. Yeah. He's like twenty I looked it up, he was like twenty three too. He looks and so everybody else was of the right age, which is Sarah, very rare in one of these geez, movies. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Michael it's unbelievable how good Michael Sarah is. Yeah, let's talk about him. Like there was for sure, I mean there anyone that gets popular is gonna have a backlash against them. It's just the way the world works or whatever. It was like, I'd never understood the hate that Michael Sarah got. It's like, he's so good. You never hear anything bad about the guy in his personal life. And it's like, I hardly see him anymore. I saw he's going to be in the Barbie movie, which is exciting. But yeah. It's like, oh, he looks great in that. <laughs> what, yeah. It's like, what does he do? He's so, he's so good. He was so good. Not to info when he was like a little kid in goddamn, uh, Arrested Development. Amazing. Oh, like already so, 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 so funny. Like just the unteachable stuff of, of comic timing and, and little facial twitches and stuff like that, that, that make it so real and so funny. Yeah. He's just the fucking king. I'm a Michael Sarah Stan over here. And his, his ability to play off Seth in this is, is some of my favorite mm-hmm. stuff. Like when Seth is being insane, <laughs> he he hid the way his timing on certain lines like like you're an animal or like you know <laughs> like, like just like 
<laughs> or no just way. like by the way when seth it, says the reason why he does what, what uh the porn that he doesn't want he's like oh well oh my I, god that was he just says like oh well, i wasn't well, i wasn't I aware of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but you know where he's like i think his most brilliant scene and i'm not sure another actor pulls it off is the scene towards the end when becca's drunk and they're in the bedroom oh, and God. he's like talking her out of that and you completely mm. believe it because it's michael sarah nobody i feel like the seth role like somebody else could have played that jonah hill role maybe mm. not as well but i feel like somebody you probably could have find you know that over the top crazy character you can find people to like play that role the mm. michael sarah role is so much harder to play in this especially when you look at like McLovin and then Bill Hader and Seth Rogen and all the craziness around it. He has to play like a subtle awkwardness. Yeah. That is probably the funniest part of the movie at points. Like is <laughs> his ability to do that. 100%. He, you know, I will say on this watch, the biggest belly laughs, I think were from lines by Seth. Um, particularly during the fake ID scene, which is just so fucking funny. Oh my God. Ugh. But for whatever reason, and I always forget this line happens, but the past two times when they're, when they're going through the list of the shit that's fucked up with it, what he says, it's what he, what he's like, it says you're 25. Like that made me laugh. So fucking, <laughs> why wouldn't you just say 21? Like that detail. He made himself 25. He looks like he's 14. Yeah. Oh God. It's so good. <laughs> His anger there is like, I, I think they do a really good job of like showing like, and, and everybody remembers this from like high school. It's like when, when something was happening and there was like a plan that was, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing, you're getting booze, you were trying to do whatever, mm -hmm. like, you know, when the plan starts to fall apart how devastating that can yeah. feel and, <laughs> and Seth's just getting it all. And he's getting physically destroyed this entire movie too, which is another yes. like slapstick uh, piece of him getting hit by cars. Sure. That is great. And I mean, he also clearly, he, I don't think realizes it on the forefront of his brain. I think subconsciously he knows like Fogel is the splinter between he and Evan. So he just, Right, right. He destroys thinks Fogel yeah. all the time. Right. Yeah, right. that that insecurity of him of him making of belittling Fogel makes complete sense for yeah. sure. And they still all hang out together on the weekends. You know what I mean? Like and that's and right. throw up on each other. Dynamic. It's like oh, of course they're going to hang out, but he's always going to bag on Fogel because in the back of his head he knows that. Fogel's going to Dartmouth with them, and it's a big yeah. fucking... Well, in that, in that part, I can definitely relate to. Like, there was always a per one person in the friend group that we would kind of bag on the most. Like, right now, it's probably Keenan. <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's the punching bag, but he seems to take it just fine. <laughs> and we're not teenagers who are just yes. awful um, to each other. Can we talk about Fogel, a.k.a. McLovin, and the interactions oh, yeah. with Bill Hader and Seth Rogen? Yeah. which, oh, which so is some of my favorite stuff bill Hader, who i i don't know I, i'm a huge bill Hader guy so this watch in particular i 
lost it almost every time scene with him Th- so this far. watch i think i realized that my favorite scenes are with the cops mm-hmm. <laughs> i just They're love great. them so much yeah. great. another one a line that makes me laugh every time is when he's like uh you know yoda from uh, uh attack of the clones oh, like, attack of the clones so made me attack almost fall clones. off the couch <laughs> <laughs> that choice to say attack of the clones is so funny oh my god when when they're at the bar and he's oh like telling the story about his wife yes <laughs> and she was a whore <laughs> she she when opened my that. world to things i could never explore <laughs> our wedding night she participated in group sex i wasn't in the group I heard it through the wall <laughs> oh my god uh, oh, so i mean it's so good yeah the, the cops are so good because it's another level of like like the future right for these characters like there's this the "Quote unquote toxic masculinity that is examined like mm-hmm. at every point of this movie mm-hmm. that these cops are like stunted as well, right? Yes. They, and and yeah. you know, even Beyond just talking about right yeah, talking about the gun being like an extra dick that can kill people, <laughs> <laughs> like it. And these two adults are working so hard to impress a teenager, like, right? Right. <laughs> They they want so badly for Fogel to think they're cool, like they're fucking putting their career on the at risk. And Seth Rogen almost shoots the guy in the bar, like he pulls his gun on on the drunk. (laughs) Should I shoot him? No. Oh God. We gotta say uh, this was written by Seth Rogen and his writing partner Evan Goldberg. I think when they were probably around this age, I think this is like thirteen is when they started writing it. I guess. Well, the funny thing too is I love this. I, I I can't remember it was another podcast. Jonah Hill was talking about how they cast Fogel. Fogel wasn't um, the actor wasn't even there to audition. He went with his friends, and they brought him in, and he had never done anything. That's and crazy. It, so the way he was reading lines wasn't yeah. the way it was. So Jonah Hill was like losing his mind, like he does on the character in the movie and i guess greg matola and uh you know um seth rogan were like dude this is the guy we get i guess jonah hill was like so pissed he's like i'm not gonna be able to act with this guy like he he doesn't even know how to read a script like losing his mind but then i guess a couple days into it he's like oh no this makes a lot of sense actually while we're doing this oh another thing that shows off the the like the hierarchy of male friend groups in high school is like Evan doesn't really wait. What is that his name? That's Michael Sarah. Michael yeah. Sarah. Evan doesn't really uh, slam Fogel when the, all three of them are together, right? No, but he doesn't. When yeah. Seth leaves to go into the store to do the larceny, <laughs> that's when the larceny. When it, when he's like, uh, take off the vest. Fucking vest. He's like a lad. <laughs> <laughs> And what was the one Seth is like said oh, before? What it? It, it, one was Aladdin, the other was uh, oh, oh God, it was Pinocchio. another Disney or, movie. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> 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 there are so there are so many like laugh out loud moments in this. Let's talk about little like other characters that are for a short period of time, like Joe Lotruglio, who oh hits my God. the car for the first. <laughs> The, the way he says certain things is stuck in my Katie head. Katie and I, like, for years, hey, I'm a good guy. <laughs> yeah, Katie and I, for years, would do that thing, like where I would just put my hands on my knees and go, "You know, Jimmy, 
Yeah. He looked uh, like his brother. <laughs> with his hands on his knees, like where he he's like bending like down. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, it just God. has always stuck with me as like one of the funniest. And then the fact that they, again, like these weird male relationships that don't, that have no depth compared mm. to Seth and Evan, where like he takes them to a party where he thinks he's like welcome well, like, yes. and immediately gets the shit beat out of him by what is that Kevin Corey. Yeah, yeah. I would love well, to know. He walks yeah. into the house and picks up the phone like he's going to make a and phone call. He's probably going to find a but Yeah, yeah. But it's that so party, uh, maybe I'm getting old, but that dance scene and what that leads to was a little gross in that party. When scene. they walked in, I was I was so scared. Still, yeah. to yep. this time, like like putting yourself in their shoes, like walking into an adult party, horrifying. <laughs> I like, remember I was... walking into some parties like that in college and being like, mm. "Nope, no, thank you." When so I was like a freshman, right the door. Yeah. yeah, the one, the one dude that was ripping lines of coke. He was wearing like a fraternity shirt, yeah. but I don't think that was a like no. a frat party. This feels no. like they were like post college five year old party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it looks yeah. like a like a scene from the Fast and the Furious. That was like a <laughs> family Fast and the Furious party going on yeah. right there. Uh, that uh, scene now, when they're in the room with uh, David Crumholtz. Oh, he was so good. David Crumholtz was so good. And they they're like you you and the Jimmy's brother thing comes back where they're like yeah. you you're Jimmy's brother the singer right <laughs> is Crumbles the guy with that little tiny ponytail yes so fucking good yeah he, he's in a he's so in a menacing. bunch of random stuff like the Mexican and oh, a bunch yeah. of other weird stuff uh, Serenity of course Serenity yeah he um, when the the choice of song. That he sings. Like, where does that come from? Yeah. Like, at what point were they like, let's sing your eyes? These eyes. These eyes. <laughs> oh, what a, was the Asian exchange student a play on the movie 16 Candles? You guys oh, never I don't think so. I, I don't that, think he was an exchange that, student. Oh, I think he didn't. Why? Like, when he, when, because he, he wasn't saying anything. Like he wasn't mean talking. The, kid, the, the girls in this movie ra rarely say anything either. They're uh, not exchange wrong, students. But when he put the, he made him and turned him into a cat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Maroki, is that his name? Just, Maroki. Was that? I, I I don't know. I thought maybe that's why I was thinking sixteen candles. I was thinking of the exchange student they had Long Duck in Dong. that movie, Long Duck Dong, which is very a very problematic character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you another part that like gave me real every time i see it, it gives me real life anxiety when they're at lunch together and then evan leaves says him. he has to leave to go oh yeah mm. the feeling of very real sitting alone at lunch are you insane how could you do like that is like a fate worse than death nobody has confidence in high school to do oh. that, right i mean nobody has who's self-aware is confident enough in themselves to sit by themselves <clears> i don't think I think that's why this age is so good. It hits on some of those moments. I don't know. As a senior, I wouldn't have given a shit. Really? I would have. No. I, I think that's pretty rare. That's impressive. Yeah, good for you. I couldn't do it. I didn't like going to college by myself and eating at the cafeteria. Oh. Yeah. I mean, at Upper Darby, there was so many kids that, like, you just... There was like so many lunch periods that yeah. you just didn't even know who was going to have the same lunch as you. So I would just kind of look around for someone I knew and sit with them. It might have been like every day. 
No, 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 not every day. No, like, the first, the first day you go through that initial anxiety of, does anyone have my lunch period? And then you get a crew. Oh, there's somebody that I'm like, you know, I wouldn't call, uh, we're friendly enough that I'll mm -hmm. sit with them. Well, I look yep. around to see if any of my close friends are in here, but then you end up sitting with a gaggle of like five dudes that you don't really know sometimes. Yeah. That, that, that actually, <laughs> I sat with a cup, like, I remember this threesome of random girls that I ended up sitting with. Oh, yay. Look at you. We ended up being friends just because of lunch. So that was cool. Mm hmm. All right. Yeah, there that's, were no girls in my school. That's you're uh, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're cooler than us. <laughs> no, sir. no, it's not that. I, I definitely am the minority. I kind of just would like look at the opportunity and be like, oh, well, I'll just sit with these people. Maybe they're cool. Maybe they're not. <laughs> so this movie ties directly into something you guys were just talking about on a fantastic episode of Pop Addled, a little film called True Romance. Mm. Uh, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning uh, of how like the terms used in film and stuff and age. And, and to me, what I was really surprised of, of how quickly the dime is kind of turned. Like this is a movie I remember watching and I don't think it, I mean, it was outrageous, but it wasn't like the most outrageous film that's ever been released. Mm -hmm. But if you released it today, it would be outrageous. True romance. You guys were talking about with like the terms, you know, there, there were gays being used all the time and all these other things. Where did that switch? And, you know, do, do people want to watch? Do we have time movies? to answer that question? I don't know. <laughs> that's no, a, that's I'm serious. It's it, it, it 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 probably because of this movie, one. I think. No, but I mean, <laughs> this, it, it's just funny that like True Romance and this, you know, because they were just talking about True Romance. Neither of these are movies that were like shocking movies for that time period. But today you just can't get away with it. So I do think it's an interesting capsule of like when things really began to Did change. Did it switch in youth culture? You probably yeah. have the best like i'm not a like do kids yes. call everything gay no you know what i mean That's that is that has been comp i mean i would say certainly not there's not a comfort level i don't good. think there'd be a comfort level that's a good all. thing yeah no i because you guys were talking about on the show and i completely i went through the same high school experience you were talking about like that was a term that was a constant and nobody thought anything about so yeah, at all. what Brian's talking about, for those who haven't listened to Pop Addled, which please listen to Pop Addled, um, you know, we, we kind of had two separate discussions because there was a lot of the N-word. Which is a whole different, yeah. Ball and, then there, and then we had a different discussion about the F-A-G word. Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, that's what Mike is referencing. Uh, the N-word, though, like, I still feel like that gets thrown into, now, once again, it's a Tarantino movie, but I'm thinking of, like, Django, you know? Mm. Um, that's built into the... To, to into the fabric of that movie yeah yep and, and yep. that's part of part of yeah yeah or even uh uh jesus christ who's black panther um the guy who died chadwick, Boseman. chadwick Boseman. yeah when he was in uh 42 playing jackie robinson yeah, and like <laughs> you have to right because that was the experience of the yeah. film yep but do do you think kids like today is this i don't know i don't i actually have to ask my students i'm like do they would they connect with the super bad do you think or is it that element of it's so different that they would just be like, eh, I don't know. For some reason, know. those words in this movie glossed over me. I don't know. Like, right. We could, that's a tough conversation. I don't know how kids are. And it's like, you got a kid. Like, I would hope that you can, there's certain things you can, you know, get past to take the thing as a whole. Right. Mm. 
Because, I mean... I think the good kids now know and feel... would feel upset about certain... would feel upset speaking that way. I think yeah, that's the difference, speak right? That way. Yes. The middle so of the road, would, the, the middle of the road kids are not, this is not normalized behavior. No. So would yeah. they, I guess the question is, would they be able to enjoy the movie? Or would it, would they be so would turned they, off by, would they be so turned off by Seth? Let's say, cause Michael Sarah, I think by and large is, his character is pretty solid, mm-hmm. but would Seth be enough to turn them off that they, they wouldn't be able to see his turn by the end of the movie. Play it in class. I will not do that. <laughs> I, I guess have when, a, I have a mortgage. <laughs> when when Seth is you know making fun of Evan for bringing spermicidal lube to oh my god to lube? use on his four inch dick or whatever, like, that's Listen, funny. He is that's a funny. very he is he is a very evolved young man. Uh, the, probably my favorite line in this movie is um, when when Michael Sarah says, uh, "They said that would happen in health." Yeah. Yeah. I said that, that would happen in hope. <laughs> I got a boner. Then there's I got a boner. Then there's the scene of you know Bill <laughs> Hader and Seth Rogen doing the oh you know, my how, god how, how that is so funny. I'm start at the bottom. I'm gonna start at the top. But then he then he, he's like, what did he look like? And oh. he like points at her. Was he like? Oh my god, a man, right a there. woman? And, and they're like, okay, Was he a woman? He, he's he's a Jewish man <laughs> african <laughs> jew african jew african, that's what it was yes. F- er. <laughs> so good so uh, like they, what, would your kids like understand the, the racial uh I, you know thing right there well do you know what it's interesting i think they would and this is definitely you know sometimes you get those um teen movies where you could skew a little bit younger with them do you know what i mean you could like a middle school kid could watch it but it's a high school this to me is definitely like almost you're in college watching this movie looking back at high school or you're yeah, like it's a hard school. r for do, sure do, yeah. yeah do you yeah. know what i mean as opposed to i feel like can't hardly wait which i mean i watched again recently i just love that movie it still holds up yeah it really holds up but it's I also different think though it's, it's a different yeah, vibe it's a, completely but i think that's a movie you could watch like in middle school high school as you're going through high school and older and there's all that this is like a raunchy hard r but like almost again like you're in college thinking about what high school was as opposed to you're in high school though i do have to say i feel like as someone who's in a high school every day there are a lot of elements in this movie that nail this age group really well I mean, if you strip away some of the like crazy dialogue and stuff like that, but the interpersonal relationships, the way they view things, the way they interact, it's it's pretty solid. And really? in the yeah, I think yeah. some of it is like the awkwardness that exists. I think they hit that. The anxiety that's there, I think they absolutely hit that, which is I think sometimes missed. People don't understand that a lot of times things the way teen you know, like older teens in particular act is done out of anxiety more Mm. than I think they think of it as like, Oh, they're dumb or they're arrogant. Or I think the more I work with kids that age, so much of what they do is out of insecurity or anxiety. And like, and Seth's character in particular is a, like a great example of that. What happens when you're somebody who like the person you're most connected to, right? The person that you feel like you have this big bond with is leaving 
And then, you know, we don't find out till the end that he knows that he's rooming with Fogel. We don't even right. know that. Right. Like mm-hmm. all that stuff's kind of falling mm-hmm. apart. And and you see that. And I, I do think that is a really accurate portrayal of yeah. a male at that age, probably. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think that's that the, goes. Sorry. Go, go, Mike. Go. I was going to say, I think that uh, further proves your point that this is more a movie for people that are beyond that stage in their life where they can understand that type of anxiety. Cause when you're in it, you don't really know what's going on. No. But then once you like, once you're removed from it, it's like, Oh, that was all I wrote in the list, like high stakes, low stakes. Like as we watch this movie now, the, the plot of the movie is pretty low stakes, right? They want to get fucking booze for a party, whatever. But for those kids in that, in that movie, mm. Seth, especially this is like fucking Tom Cruise on the fucking wire not yes. trapped on the floor it's like the most important thing that has ever or will ever happen in his entire life and the success of it will make or break him for the future yeah like if he succeeds he's going to be prom king or something yeah. like that yeah yeah well let's see see it with the way mclovin plays right his idea of like oh well the cops pretend i'm getting arrested oh, that, and that will make yeah. me be the coolest badass yeah. guy that ever um has ever existed in terms yeah. of that and also to what what you're speaking about like I, I think back to when i was 15 16 and yeah like when you're hit with certain situations the way you kind of deal with them emotionally were a disaster yeah. <laughs> you know and i'm i still like am confronted with situations now that i'm almost 40 years old and like i react to them a disaster but i just think then thinking back to like well how would i have reacted to this as, as 15 year old timmy yeah this would i, I would have just like crumbled and died <laughs> yeah you you're you're better you're better than you were back then no, <laughs> let's hope let's hope we all I hope so but well, like so no to mike's point like up that middle school it's some, incident something i always and we haven't talked about it yet for this episode but it's something i always talk about with is which with these types of comedies is that I'm always willing for for kids and high schoolers specifically. This stuff can remain funny for me because I know that they're capable of great growth in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas when I watch something about Mary and it's all adults acting this way, mm. that movie ages like milk for me and it feels gross okay. and it's like these yeah. people are terrible. That's yeah. like, right. that's a great yeah. example because yeah. that's that's one of the first comedies I remember watching. I think I saw it in theater and laughed my balls off. Yeah. Rewatched it and was like, this sucks. Yeah, it's because <laughs> for me, it's because like when I watch this, I'm like, yeah, I think these kids are going to be better humans in the future, right? Yes. But when I'm watching yeah. a bunch of 30 to 40 year olds be they're, they're the dumb, worst right? people ever, yeah. Yeah. it just grates on you after a while. Like I get that. Yeah. yeah. Great anyway. point. And it's part of that like low stakes, high stakes thing too, which is like, if there are people in their thirties and forties thinking that low stakes things are high stakes things, it, it just doesn't connect with me. It's sort well, of like a- grow the fuck up is sort yeah, of like, keeps, yeah. Keeps, yeah. yeah. But the you other can't, thing you is can't everything. relate to it, right? You, you start to not to be able to relate to it. Yeah. Well, there is no low stakes things to high school kids. That's another right, thing right. that I've but, learned. But right? you can that, always relate to being a high school kid. Of course. No, no. Right. But my point you is, you're absolutely relate. right. Like, if you're a 30-year-old, you have to understand what a low stakes thing is. Yeah. If mm. you're a 17-year-old, you don't know. 
Like, yeah, it, like, yeah. do you know, like, every it is the week, highest stakes thing you've ever had. Yes, it is. Well, hopefully, it literally unless, yes, hopefully it is. That. Well, uh, for, for Evan, it was the bottle of gold flick that he ends up. Oh, drinking, my God. And Becca doesn't give two fucks. She's already drunk when he gets yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I love this question in our uh, in our chat. Oh, I didn't are they st- are they still friends? Mm, that was i yeah I posed yeah was that you question. mike are yeah. they what do you so what what do you think is uh, of our trio all right should we expand i maybe i'm cynical i can't imagine that seth or evan is with becca or jules no no, no i would hope not <laughs> no. so the question is is there any kind of relationship really between seth and evan because mclovin is whatever I think about it all. I thought about it all day. And I think about, yeah, I, I do. But, you know, also, Seth probably didn't do great in college, right? And Evan probably did very well at Dartmouth. So he might be totally moved to uh you know a major metropolitan area in the northeast or something yeah right yeah. so they may be friends or they may not be, be a facebook because it could be facebook a friends? situation where like because you know continuing in the growing up phase like if you fuck up in college like i may have and then you have friends that are extremely <laughs> successful in college it could just fucking bum you out to be around them. You know what I mean? So, mm. so it's tough to say, I want them to be friends. And, uh, you know, I want Seth to, I think, um, if Seth and Becca did date this summer, I think it did wonders for Seth and he's a much better person. And once he had sex for the first time, he, chilled the fuck out about it <laughs> yeah like he, so his yeah. emotional intelligence is low in this movie mm-hmm. right but I, yeah. I actually think he's a pretty smart kid right yeah. so like i mean i feel like getting he, into dartmouth is not a slight yeah, yeah. intelligence <laughs> so he's he, he could find his way mm-hmm. and grow up and 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 you know find something that he actually loves to do other than mm. talk about sex talk about yeah, sex right. or what yeah, he'll get past that probably yeah, right? for, yeah for being a movie about high school seniors we get no information about what they plan to do with their future other than the two schools that they're going to and who they're and rooming I didn't, with i didn't mind that no i don't though. mind it either but it feels like that's a trope in all these movies that like mm, yeah. we would have heard like over. I'm yeah. going to do four years of pre-med and then I'm going to be a doc. Like there would have yeah. been a whole plan yeah. for all yeah. these kids. And, and we would have had kids, to know if they, kids still if have they that, did the it or not at the end, you know? Yeah. That's a, can't hardly wait. Yeah. Um, I, I predict that they're the like, <clears throat> so they do kind of have like an emotional breakthrough by the end of this movie. So yeah, I sure. think they, they got over that anxiety of, separating so i do think they will lose connection to like calling each other every day or talking to each other on uh facebook or whatever um but they're like they're still going to be those friends that they'll like call each other once a year or once every six months and pick up like nothing Mm, changed Mm. that type of relationship like i I have a few of those people Mm. in my life where i could text right now and they'd be like yeah what's up man yeah haven't heard from me a while what's what's good what's new Mm -hmm. 
you know, like they, they finally like kind of got on the same level emotionally <laughs> that they can connect at any point in time. I'm with the, that. the uh, correct answer is, of course, they are currently recording a podcast together <laughs> on Discord. Good point. They are amazing. Uh, is anybody actually still have a relationship with their high school best friend? That's what I was thinking, because I I still do. And I was friends with him since like elementary school mm. and we're still friendly. We're still friends. I consider him a friend, a close friend. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about it, but yes, I am. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's a yes. And then I also have the relationship with a lot of other people from high school that Tim was just talking about where I, we don't really talk or see each other, but if we're at um, a wedding or a, bar cool. or something we're instantly making each other laugh and you know like we never like we still see each other every fucking day from 802 to 210 or whatever you know yeah. what I mean? whatever yeah. the school day was do you, yeah, whatever do you, that day was do you revert to that to those uh that mic sure. yeah. high school mic <laughs> you revert to high school mic in some ways do and you, we and we talk about like remember mr whatever oh no, just, <laughs> <laughs> chugging smearing off ice Oh, ooh, that would be Keenan's wedding. Keenan's at a wedding. Yeah. Um, I see. I do. I there's only one person I talk to from high school. I yeah. and that nothing. I don't. Yeah, me too. He's 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 actually. My, I talk to more than one. But yeah, but not. One, often. I mean, people will like or comment things on Facebook, but I don't mm. have any relationship right, with right. other than that. Yeah, but I do, and he's actually the godfather of one of my kids. So, mm. but That's that. Cute. Yeah, but I nobody else though. I don't. It, it, I just find that interesting sometimes. It's really because, interesting too because he's a total shithead. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love and Jerry. Oh, me and Ad, Adam and I met in high school. We're true. high school yeah. friends. Oh, yeah. It's just so interesting to cool. me again because I teach high school, so you get all this like at the end of like what you see with Evan and Seth. They're like these are going to be the best people in my life, blah blah blah. And I just sit there sometimes. I'm like you. And within three years, you will never speak to that person. <laughs> I, yeah, which There'll is a narrative that changed because I feel like for our my parents' generation, that was a thing, right? Like they they yeah. spoke more about like high school friends or you know going to yeah, be your friends I, forever. I think it has blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think it has. I and think I that think, piece of it has changed. A I little think bit. most of our generation and older don't really kind of grow up until the twenties now. And I think I think it's when you really find like that growth right and you start to become the person that you're yeah that you want to be that you mm -hmm. like the people you're around during that period of time are the people you end up and i think Locking maybe in. for generations mm -hmm. before that happened you know Sooner earlier or yeah they it happened didn't, earlier or they didn't dis the, the dispersal of where you were right, going that didn't happen because either. of the yeah. and also like our parents generation um 10 year high school reunion would literally be the first time you saw people in 10 years. Now right. in the, in the era of social media, you're always kind of weirdly connected to certain people that in normal circumstances pre that they would just be gone from your life and you uh, in your mind. But it, but it's like, we're so weirdly connected yes. to people for for like the rest of our lives. We can have a whole episode on this because I, I have this, th this theory of like, there's like a perfect, people that you connect with on social media, y your mm. relationship has to be like in certain zones, right? Like your best, your, your close friends, you're friends with, uh, right? Yes. Then there's the people that are just beyond close friends yeah. that are like acquaintances and 
sometimes those are not those people you don't connect with on no. social media <laughs> but then there's people you don't know at all and you're connected with them on social media because there's no stakes, right? Like, Absolutely. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so or weird. you're like Tim and not on Facebook and you're fine. Fuck Facebook. Just, yeah. Just, but yeah, like living your good life. Like the the person that comes to mind that I, I honestly haven't talked to her in probably a couple of years. Her name's Alyssa. Um, we actually used to date in high school briefly, but I could text her right now and we would pick up like nothing left off. Um, and then I do have a group group of girlfriends like just friend girls that we were tight in high school we're still tight today um and that's it for me uh keenan i know from high school we did not like each other in high school (laughs) (laughs) um and other than that yeah that that's pretty much it and i'm kind of with mike where i'm not resentful of my like ages 18 to say 22 but i also dropped out of college so like going into college so many of the people slightly older than me were telling me like yo this is where you're gonna like find your true friends that you're gonna be friends with for fucking life yeah and then i dropped out you know and it just felt like such a bummer that and the social media of it is like you see everyone else not dropping Mm -hmm. out yep Mm -hmm. yep watching eventually people that were my grade graduating Mm -hmm. um that sucked. Uh, and then like going back to high school, like I didn't like turn my back on my high school friends. It kind of was the reverse for me. A lot of them turned their back on me for various reasons. Um, <laughs> so I just didn't <laughs> keep in contact with a lot of people from high school. Yeah. And then I dropped out of college. So it was like, I just didn't have like a network of friends <laughs> to be as yeah. depressing as possible. <laughs> All right. That's a high note. <laughs> no, so I, I, I think it, in- I, yeah, I think Thank God I started working at restaurants because like that became. Yeah, but that's that's I don't know. I, I, sometimes with high school films, I do my one catch up on them is that it's like it perpetuates this idea. This is the greatest time of our life like this, you know, and there's so many different stories in terms of where people evolve in that. Yeah. I've always said, oddly for me, I did not like high school at all, yet <laughs> I spend every day you know of my life in a high school which right. is a whole yeah. freud would have a field day with that you know but i mean but it's, yeah i like coasted through people, high school like weird like i i don't want to say i was like not engaged but i played sports i played football and baseball and that was like that I, was your experience. i was i was a b student like a b yeah. b yeah. minus student i, I didn't I, I was like yeah i don't know I was no waves. Uh, prom king four years in a row. Good work. Uh, I was, uh, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was basically a ghost for a lot of the time, just trying to keep my head low, not get fucking seen by anyone that might make fun of me for one second and ruin my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a fair I had experience. My group of friends that I would make laugh very hard. And then, and, um, but I still had the anxiety of I'm never going to date. It's never going to happen for me. How do you even meet? someone that will date you yeah and then i got into a relationship um like the summer before senior year and it was ter- like it was abusive <laughs> she was the meanest person and like kind of fucked my life up for a few years so that's also like a bittersweet part about watching this movie for me is i didn't really have these mm. you know moments of being a senior and going to house parties and stuff like that 
um, incredibly impressive how someone so young can be so emotionally manipulative. <laughs> I don't know how she pulled it up, but uh, but I'm better now. Oh, you about and, to uh, learn. You're about to learn about about how emotionally manipulative little kids can be. About to right tell away, you that right out of the womb, you'll learn real fast. But I, I I rebuild a lot of bridges I burned by like you know not ever hanging out with my friends when they would beg me to, and just yeah. sitting in a, a fucking nasty house. <laughs> it's like dog shit I, everywhere. I will say this though: it's fun to watch movies that. M- genuinely really make you laugh and for sure and yeah. i feel like that's happening maybe it be jaded me there's like less and less new movies that can make me laugh like some of the stuff from this time period though yeah and maybe you had to live through it but it's just to laugh out loud to like i think it goes in cycles like i think we'll get another oh i'm sure we'll get another, another one, right? version of something that's gonna hit us like these oh, but it like was just early apatow movies did mm. yeah I think we'll, no. you know, we're probably another another couple of years. I actually well, he, really laughed at the D and D movie. Did you? It, I, do you it's know what pretty I funny. Laughed, you know yeah. what I laughed at, and it was the same director, and I didn't realize till I looked it up. Confess Fletch, Greg Matola, who's the director of this, did Confess oh, right. Fletch, and I, I I love that kind of set. And he was also was an arrested arrested development director. Right, right. So that makes sense as well. Uh, is this higher or lower King of the Hill, bottom barrel? Is this movie better than Interstellar? No. No. I don't know. Right me, now, after rewatching it, yeah, you're going to yes. say this. Well, you, you <laughs> honestly, you, I don't know. You haven't watched Interstellar since the theater, Mike. Right. And you told me to watch it and it immediately felt like homework. I was dreaming. Yeah, it can. <laughs> well, I'm I, I get that homework. Watch it. Honestly, right now I feel like there isn't a movie better than Interstellar. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jim loved Interstellar. I love oh my god. Well, and you guys inspired me to rewatch it too, and I did just a couple nights ago because also Kat had never seen it. So did she, she love it? Oh I my hope. god, she she like the movie ended and she looked at me and went, "Okay, I get why that's an amazing movie." <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, a mess during that movie. Also, Such a good movie a for mess. sure. Like, there's plenty of times where I'm like getting choked up. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh. You, we didn't really dive into it, but the Michael Sarah hate. You guys talked about oh, it yeah. with the uh, what's her name, uh, Anne Hathaway on Interstellar. Like similar, right? I, I it is I, similar. Yeah, I, was I don't aware get it. There was some hatred towards her, and I just never looked into it because I was like, I don't get it, and I think she's great. So, yeah. and same with Michael Sarah. I just don't get it. I don't get it. People are haters. Okay. They should both. You know what they should both do? Join the Church of Scientology. Uh oh. <laughs> Make life better for them. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Continue. Uh, well, it's uh, well. Is this movie worse than Flash Gordon? No, no, definitely not. You sure? I mean, I still like Flash Gordon. There Although, was a if little Seth didn't have a shirt the... on that said Seth, that would have been good. That would have been awesome. <laughs> there was a sequence in the new Mario movie that looked like hot hail. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, all right, it's I, I lo- for... I'm sorry. Right. I love how you keep coming back to Flash Gordon on every episode I... now. It's hot hail. It's the fucking shirt the, with the, the name shirt on it. And the hot hail, <laughs> the way that they set that shot up where they're like looking at the button, hot hail, and you're like, holy shit, what's hot hail? He hits the button and and the hot hail comes out of the sky and lands in a puddle and goes, tss, 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 and that's it. Just <laughs> it's, 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 it doesn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> so God, God, I love Flash Gordon. Uh, all right, it's time for a double feature. What movie would you pair with this movie for the perfect double feature, Jim? Um, the newer, better version, Booksmart. Oh, I mm. love Booksmart. 
I thought of that. That's a good Love one. It. It's, it's a really good pretty one. hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's two it's girls really going through a very similar thing. Jonah Hill's sister is one of the main characters. Oh, oh I love her. Yeah. Uh, Beanie Feldstein. And uh, and the girl who was just in that... Uh, oh, she's awesome. Weird Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah, she's really good. She's She was in Justified yeah. and a bunch of other stuff. She's so good. It's a good movie. And the kid from Righteous Gen- Gemstones, who yeah, is Make hilarious. sure you listen to our Com Majors episode on it. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. I I was thinking, let's extrapolate these characters if they didn't get better as individuals (laughs) when they went through college and go with a little film called Old School, Uh uh, which I love. uh, I missed half of Old School because Brian was laughing so hard in the theater. I didn't hear half the jokes. Of course, the villain, one Mr. Craig Kilborn. Yes. Right above my shoulder there. Super funny in that too. Yeah. yeah. Fabulous movie. Uh so old school. What happened? He was if- the one being inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> very grabby. Uh, very grabby. Wait, is oh, he so he's bad in old school? I don't remember that. Mark, yeah. he's the boyfriend. Oh, right, right. right. I, yeah, I always look Jeremy Piven's the villain, though. Yes, well, he's yeah. the yeah, Jeremy Piven's the villain, though. <laughs> uh, I gotta watch that movie again because oh. I do we, laugh a little too loud. Now. Didn't you get locked in a locker? Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, my double feature, I chose role models because of uh, not only is McLovin in it, but it kind of has a, a similar theme by the end where Paul Rudd is telling McLovin like, dude, just be you. Mm. You want to fucking LARP? LARP. Yeah. You, you want to do this dress up, this little like live action Dungeons and Dragons? Have at it, man. You're fucking cool in my book, you know? And I, I, li- I appreciate that about role models and also very, very funny. And, and that, yes. the way that they all jump in for him in, in that movie is awesome mm-hmm. in the end. It's yep. good. Uh, I'll Mike. go with a movie that takes place, a high school movie, end of the school year. It's warm. Movie takes place in one day. The goal of the movie is to get to a party. What is that? Uh, fuck, I forget the name. Dazed and Confused. I was typing it as Brian you knew said it. it. Yeah. Typing it into that's the a documents. Such yeah, a good movie. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where that came from, right? That was his. Uh, Wooderson. Ultimate creep. <laughs> Parker Posey yes, scares the shit out of me. Parker Posey's one of my all-time favorites. She's yeah. so scary. So great in everything. Uh, that's a movie we should do on the show at some point. Days and Confused. So good. Uh, there are at least two soundtracks. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, all right. Seven for five questions. Oops, ah, wrong one. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> You want answers? You want answers? I want the truth! What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Why? Why? All right, it's five question time. Mike and Tim will both be answering this time. Uh, Thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, There was a fashion choice that used to be popular in the day that was being mocked in this film. And my question to you is, are you thumbs up or thumbs down on cargo shorts? Timmy still wears them. I'm wearing them right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I know they're not fashionable and they're not cool. And I just don't care. They hold all of my belongings I love them. You actually you use, use the big pockets? I've never yes. used what? cargo pockets ever. Wow. Never. Yeah, I probably like, put some beers in there. Doesn't it hurt? Like at a party. Doesn't it swing? Yeah. 
No, so I'm not a big fan of like so wallet goes in one of the big pockets, phone goes in one of the other big pockets, and then I put other shit in the other pockets. Like I don't like putting anything big in my ass pockets because I'm gonna Never. sit on my, my ass. ass. Never that is fair. That's a great point. Great point. Uh there was a point in my life where I was convinced I'd wear cargo shorts for the rest of my life. But <laughs> time is not now. I've not when you're out on the uh, old uh, Wimbledon court playing tennis. Got some no. extra spot for Although extra those shorts ball. did seem to have like a six inch inseam, which I appreciated. The photo. <laughs> uh, shorter than that, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no. I liked it. I'm a I love it. You were showing off the guns and the quads. You were, uh, you sure, were letting it show. I know you, are a, you are uh, spending some time in the gym and it's no. <laughs> First trap. Congratulations. Uh, all right. Would you rather question? Would you rather watch a Bill Hader film or a mm. Seth Rogen? Uh, I can go. I already decided Bill Hader. I think Seth, Seth Rogen has like a bigger filmography. Mm, sure. But I think a couple of Bill Haters I put as like better than anything Seth Rogen's done. Um, and it's not necessarily a bill hater movie but, but he's, he's one of the voices it. in inside out i fucking love that movie so good. um i still think train wreck is really really good um yeah what's the bill one hater. he did is it him he did one with um is it like nebraska or something what is that nebraska was awesome yes yeah. jim uh that, that, was that him though with, or was that was that uh, was the, the other, other guy, guy from SNL? <laughs> yeah, it was the other yeah, guy. Oh, wow. the other guy. We'll give him credit for it. Uh, all right, fill in the blank question. If you had a fake ID, the name on it, oh, I thought, oh, I thought he did. I'm sorry, Mike. I thought you. Answered. No, it's okay. You're a Seth Rogen guy. Okay, Seth Rogen. What's on your fake ID, guys? Did you have a fake ID? And if so, well, what name was on it, or just what name would you put on it? I did not have one. I wanted to ask you guys that same question. I did not have one. If I did, it would be Alexander Lavender, the king of sex. <laughs> like in parentheses or like? Yes. Yes. Oh. It's all there. Like Is it. that allowed on an ID? It might be. Get an Esquire on the end of that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Junior. King of sex. Esquire. I also never had a fake ID. Never had even sniffed around the idea of yeah. acquiring one. Um, but I like tried to put myself in the mindset of like, you know, 16, 17 year old Timmy. Yeah. And since my initials are TP, a lot of people just called me toilet paper. So that would be my name. I would just be <laughs> toilet, toilet paper. paper. <laughs> there you go. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, we didn't talk about her much in this uh, discussion. She her barely day- exists in this movie. Yeah, it was her first film, which I was surprised. I thought she was in more. Uh, but uh, Emma Stone, guys, what's mm-hmm. your favorite Emma Stone movie? She hasn't been like the star of a lot of movies, but this one, I'm not making an exception. I think it's a shared stardom mm-hmm. in this movie. That's fine. The favorite. Yes. It's really her and, um, you know, uh, Olivia Coleman. Coleman. Yeah. And Rachel Weiss. There it is. I feel like all three of them share the spotlight enough that it is like still an Emma Stone. Yeah, movie. I would give that. Yeah, I would say that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Mike. Was she in that movie with Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling? Yes, yes. she is. That's pretty good. That's a good one. I liked uh, I liked her in Birdman too. Yeah, she's right. good. I liked Easy A. Never mm-hmm. seen, seen Easy A. That's a that's a fun. She's funny in the Easy A. Cruella is actually pretty damn good. Yeah, she I've heard kids yeah. love that, and I, I it was an easy watch. Yeah, it was a good kids movie. All right. 
Emma Stone. Finally, deep thoughts question. Can of worms here. Don't don't worry about going too in-depth. Uh, what's the dumbest thing you did in high school? Aside from that abu- uh, abusive relationship, relationship yeah. Um, or that could be your answer. <laughs> that'll, that's probably my answer, but I'll also say I used uh, with some friends over used a uh, website that's called IP Relay that um, deaf people use to make phone calls. I use that to make a prank call um and some someone used it someone used Ed's name and uh, talked about that teacher's large penis (laughs) and then i had to eventually after lots of going to houses to apologize to people i had to go face to face with this teacher (laughs) big fat cock i talked about on ip relay and uh, apologized to him and he gave me a little pamphlet about christianity so oh, well there you go you've very been saved dumb. that's good you, you, you were saved yes i guess the dumbest thing i did in school was my middle school stunt yeah. where i got suspended so in high school i really thought about this for the entire week and then like couldn't come up with anything but i do remember my senior year of high school me and a couple friends we uh like stalked whatever was the closest like ticket vendor to get dave matthews tickets hell yeah boscovs <laughs> it wasn't boscovs it was <laughs> like it was i think it was somewhere on route one like past lanark um anyway so we, we this is like very early in the morning we get tickets and it, it's on like a weekend i believe and after this me and said friend is on the track team we're on the track mm-hmm. team together and we had to go to this uh it, it was basically us playing each other. It's like a preseason kind of exhibition thing that our coach would always do. We called it like purple versus gold because that's what Upper Darby's colors were. And he would divide the teams and we'd have like a simulated meet to kind of like get you in the in the sense of competing. And so we'd spent the entire morning camping out to like get Dave Matthews tickets. We get the tickets. We go over this fucking meet and like we just don't care. We're tired. We're hungry. We just want to get this meet over with. I just remember like finishing my last race and I was, I wasn't a good runner. Like, or I mean, I wasn't an elite runner. I was in like a B heat and I ran my last race and I just like went over to my friend and did this little, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I just did this little like dance and stupid little jig. And like minutes later, our coach just like shut down the whole fucking and was like, no, I can't take you guys. Like you're not taking this seriously. We have the talent to be one of the best teams in this division. And I got this guy over here doing a little song and dance, <laughs> giggling like a little girl. And he's, he didn't name me or point oh. at me really, but he's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> I have good. been in that coach's situation before. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like one of the things that came to mind. That was the dumbest That's thing a good I did one. in high school. That is a very good one. Um, <laughs> where can we listen to you two? They do all the plugging all, my all the plugging on uh doom thugs on apple podcasts and all that jazz as well as the, all the social media websites doom thugs and that's where you can find the doom thugs monthly as well as mike calls timmy once a month as well and anything else we feel like putting out check the big interview out. we want some more big interviews oh yeah i gotta yeah. do that i gotta do more bees bi sorry <laughs> Same thing that Mike just said, search pop out on whatever you 
download and listen to your podcast with. And just want to give out a shout out to my parents, Holly and Tom. They are hey. now subscribed avid listeners of Mike Calls Timmy. Oh, yeah. That's Pat. It is a, it. it's a great it's a great uh podcast. If you guys yeah. if anybody hasn't listened to it, listen to it. You, you know, you'll get a little bit of Seth Evan vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while you hear Mike reach through Zoom and or Discord and give Timmy a boop on the nose. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Always great to listen to. Guys, thank you for coming. Uh pleasure. Mike, when we We'll have you next as a guest. You may be a dad, so yeah. wish you the That's best. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Yeah, we're coming up on it. Uh, uh, as a result, we'll be doing our next film. Will be Look Who's Talking. <laughs> Classic. No, I'm out Followed on that. by Junior. <laughs> get, get ready, everybody. Here we go. The hits keep coming. All right. We'll talk to everybody soon. Bye, guys. Bye, Later. Everyone.